America. My name is I'm Yosei Frimpong. I come to you live-ish every Friday around 4 o'clock to kind of give you a quality of self-understanding that you might not have picked up in your school or your church or, you know, among your loved ones. But a quality of self-understanding that will enable you to be a little bit more free in your world. So today we're going to talk about black male vulnerability and not just, just black vulnerability generalized, but we have to understand that police brutality that we've been protesting for the last few weeks is just one form of a system of black vulnerability. And, you know, women are also vulnerable. Maternity, maternity mortality rates uh, is like that is something black women have to face. Right. But we have to talk about just generalized black vulnerability and how it comes into these generic forms, one of which is police brutality. But another one is the homelessness. Another one's morbidity, morbidity and mortality. And, um, you know, the way that the private labor market does not absorb stigmatized communities at fair wages and working conditions. And what that, does that mean to black people? In an America where everyone else is kind of relatively similar, but then you have black males throwing off the curve. What does that mean? What does that mean that this is our reality? This is incarceration rates. Notice they're very low. We've pretty much found a way to criminalize black male life and decriminalize white female life. And I don't think those two are... Um, I think they're tied together. I think it's part of the same system. We need victims, just like we need we need perpetual victims. That way, we in, in the same way that we need people who are always about to commit a crime, in order to keep the whole policing scheme in the United States going. So we need to talk about generalized black vulnerability, and the opposite of that isn't necessarily defunding the police, although that's part of it. That's going to be part of it. The opposite of that's going to be, in a more generalized way, it's going to be black empowerment. Structures of black empowerment. So what does black empowerment look like such that we have criminal defense, such that these crimes of poverty aren't, aren't criminalized? For example, if you pass, what you call it? If you pass a, a, a $20 bill that might be uh, fake, that could actually is a, not might be a death sentence if you're George Floyd. However, if you pass hundreds of thousands, millions, even a billions of dollars in bad mortgages, that's just something that's to be written off. You'll still get your bonus. So what does that mean that black people haven't can't attain the quality of crime that sustains white communities? But what does it mean that more likely that black people are just vulnerable? As part of being black in America, you are made vulnerable. Right? And I have a buddy named Tommy Curry who wrote a book called The Man Not. It's a fantastic book. And I'm just going to read this one excerpt on black male vulnerability. <clears throat> it's a term I use to capture the disadvantages that black males endure compared to other groups. The erasure of black males, uh, actual lived experience from theory, and the violence and death black males suffer in society. The term is not meant simply to express the material disadvantage which is black males face due to incarceration, employment, police brutality, homicide, domestic and sexual abuse throughout society, or the victimhood. Uh, the term is meant to express the vulnerable condition 
the sheer fungibility of the blackmail as a living terror able to be killed, raped, or dehumanized at any moment. And this includes by black people, um, given the disposition of those who encounter him. Blackmail vulnerability is an attempt to capture the black male's perpetual susceptibility to the will of others. How he has no resistance to the imposition of others' fears and anxieties on him, despite the contemporary intersectional feminist and liberal progressive framings of gender hierarchies that maintain that black men have some privilege based on their maleness. Black men and boys lag behind on practically every population indicator from education and income to health and mortality. So we need to understand why are there so many black male victims if maleness is a privilege. But that's a gender critique. We need to understand this black vulnerability to every, to every disease, including COVID-19, on through our more economic maladies. And until we address that with empowerment, um, I don't think I don't think the solutions will do it. And you have to understand, even defunding the police, defunding the police is great, especially if you move that money into social services. But social services is not exactly the same as empowerment. That's uh, hospice care, right? So if you're fundamentally disempowered, more social services isn't going to help you. That's not empowerment. We need assets. <laughs> right. So unless the defunding the police, we're going to transfer that money into black people, into black assets. I'm not sure that <clears throat> social services is, is going to democratize the power in the way that we actually need power to be democratized to black people and black communities. So I'm in favor of defunding the police if, if in so far as we are a police state. And if you don't think that we are a police state, go ahead and find out how much your local um, municipality spends on their police. How much of their local budget is public safety, or w in the in the form of police, right? So even if you're not living in fear of the police, like I am, you have to know that all of your tax dollars are going to the policing of me. And what does that mean? Um, that means if your treasure goes there, that means you are functionally a police state, even if you don't live in the ever-loving fear of of the cops. Right, all of your money goes to them. Right, so there are many ways to be a police state. That means like people goose stepping down the, down the avenue, or it just means that all of your tax money going to the police. Right, we have the latter, or in places where you don't have the former. So, we have to talk about how to address black vulnerability, and the only way to make that whole is through some sort of reparations plan, or secured rights. Um, but like, even if you try to secure black rights, what happens when white people get nervous because they don't want to share power? What always happens when black people get nervous when they don't want to share power? Our rights are compromised, right? So you need reparations. You need targeted programs that acknowledge black vulnerability and also white terrorism. Because I don't. If you don't acknowledge white terrorism, then you'll just be surprised when black people are always compromised to white comfort, right? So this is what black vulnerability looks like. Uh, these are medians, incomes, not averages, but medians, right? Not incomes, uh, wealth, wealth, right? But it's not just the material circumstances. It's the, ev it's the always, um, uh, the ever-present vulnerability that's baked into our political system that has organized us to be deflators of value.
right? So more than 13% of your, your neighborhood becomes black. All of a sudden, the homes aren't worth less. It doesn't matter what the black people do. It's the fact that there are more than 13%. Same with schools. If your schools get over 10 to 15% black, the school, like, it's just, it's like it, housing values drop. Regardless of what kind of black you have. <laughs> so what does that mean um, that we are just a, a walking terror for black people who actually aspire to be people from some time or another? It means if you're not in the full-time business, and this is a whole business of making white people comfortable, then you are not going to be free in the United States or anything approaching it, right? Because remember, even Obama, Barack Obama, everyone's <laughs> Lord and Savior, um made his name by saying that there is no black America and there is no white America, there's just the United States of America, despite all of the evidence that there is very much a black America and there's very much a white America, I'm trying to bring up the clip right now, not just uh, United States of America, but in order to be accepted by white America, he needs to just be willing to go along with the con, with the lie. And that is yet another way in which we're not free. We have to lie to white people to make them comfortable. Whereas white people don't have to lie to black people to make us comfortable. They can just live their life. So it's a, it's a you know, in the feminist literature, they call it a double day when you have to uh, go to work at work and then come home and do a whole nother job. For black people, it's a variety of double day where we have to live our life as black people and then also live the other life of making white people comfortable with black people and making other black people comfortable with black people. Because if you're um, uh, transfigured as a terror... You're not just transfigured as a terror to white people. You're transfigured as a terror to even other black people. So the vulnerability, you know, the place of victimhood is like this finds its way on, on to, to the black life. And, you know, in some ways, black male life. And, you know, in feminist literature, they're always very um, astute when they say that women are also awful to women. Right. So misogyny isn't just about like men and women. It's it's about, you know, the treatment of women and the same with anti-black misandry, which is it's not about the perpetrator. It's not always about the perpetrator. It's always about how black men always kind of end up being victims. What does that mean? And these are actual victims, not not kind of puffed up victims like, you know, I'm, I'm not the greatest feminist because I, I, I think a lot of it's a scam. But. Um, you have to understand what does living vulnerability mean in the body of, of a black man and not a black person. And until you address that, then like addressing police is second best. It's less good than it could be. Right. So, and I also think we should address the police. I also think we should defund the police because I think if we didn't have so much black male anxiety about empowering black communities, we wouldn't need the police because the police is who you go to when you actually don't have the appropriate answers to the problem, and when you don't want to share power. Remember, the police in the United States came up as slave catchers and strike breakers, right? You think they've moved that, that far from their mission as slave catchers and strike breakers? No, they break strikes and they catch slaves, right? They police uh, crimes of poverty. They don't go after wage theft. All those times your boss came up light. They don't go after that. They'll go after, like, you know, a, a petty property. And, um, yeah, so, and, 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 yeah, so 
think about how we use police, think about how we use police on and for by what rights, and think about whose lives are just made more desperate and vulnerable and riskier by being in America, and an America that pretty much has decided that you are disposable and interchangeable with some other black guy. Uh, Tommy's also got an, another uh, great paper called This Negro's Broken about disabled black people, about how like when, when something happens to them, like when you're disabled, they just throw you out and get a new one. There's a great story in um, Private Government by Elizabeth Anderson where she talks about an Amazon warehouse who, you know, they brought in some bean counters to figure out should they in- install an HVAC system in the warehouse or should they have... Um, an ambulance waiting outside so that when people stroke out from heat stroke, they can just rush them to the hospital. And they decided it was cheaper just to have the ambulance waiting outside so they have an ambulance on call, no HVAC system, and and that's, you just get a new one. <laughs> when someone strokes out, you find, you have a desperate labor market, you just find a new one and throw them in, and, and that's that. So what kind of life does that mean? Like, what kind of life is that? When you're so fungible. When you can just be replaced with a new Negro. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure it's free. You don't have individuality because part of individuality is not being fungible. That means actually that your life matters not as a black person, but as a black individual. Not like, <laughs> uh, so like, it's not okay that some blacks do fine if all individual blacks are not black people and not actually treated like people. All right, so thank you for your time. I will talk to you at another moment, and I hope you've enjoyed this. If you, I think you should share this to everybody you know, because I'm giving you the quality of knowledge that you're not going to hear everywhere on mainstream media. And I'm giving it to you for free, insofar as you cannot, I want people to be able to access it um, without having to go to a paywall. But that doesn't mean it's free for me to produce and all this equipment and, and everything costs money. And I you know, would like to have a marketing budget. So uh, thank you for your time. See you next week. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes 